Welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Matilda Johnson, and today we are going to get messy. It feels like it's been so long since I've done that full intro properly because I've always had guests on so far this season, but today we are sitting down for our first solo episode for the season, and it just feels like it's come at a really good time because we've done five episodes so far and we've had guests on every episode which has been so much fun I've really enjoyed sharing the mic with people who I obviously really care about and I have really good conversations with but now I've like had a few requests to do a solo app and it just feels like it's the right time to just sit down and chat a bit more one-on-one just like just like the good old days you know so let's get straight into it so obviously I've now been single for a few months and I'm like re-entering the dating world A lot of people, like, we touched on this a little bit last week, so currently I'm not really looking to jump into another relationship. That doesn't really interest me. I'm kind of exploring the dating world, and that's what I'm doing with the podcast as well, and being like, what is it like in 2023 to be going on first dates, meeting people, and trying to discover new connections? And you know what? I have learned a lot along the way. So much so, I've written down notes for this episode, which I never do. I usually wing the crap out of it. Today, I came here prepared with notes. Okay, the first one was a hard thing to discover, and I honestly also kind of found this out from TikTok. It's one of those things that you know, but you try to avoid thinking about. And this came into my mind today whilst doing, again, discussed this on the podcast last week, We were doing tea at three today at work and we received the question, do you believe in love at first sight? I personally don't because obviously I think people are really hot. I'm like really attractive to attractive. Yes, I'm really attracted to people upon first seeing them. However, I am the type of person I do need to get to know somebody because if we don't have good conversations and if you don't make me laugh, then but probably just, I'm not going to be in love with you. You know what I mean? So I don't believe in love at first sight. I believe in maybe lust at first sight. But then that got me thinking about how different it is between men and women because I was talking with my coworkers about it and a lot of them kind of agreed that men probably believe in love at first sight more than women do, which is also kind of a surprise when you really think about it and how we stereotypically think about how men and women think. And you wouldn't think men believe in love at first sight. However, when you really break it down, it kind of makes sense. And any guys who are listening who might disagree with what I'm about to say, feel free to DM me and explain what you think because I'm genuinely intrigued by this topic. So this whole conversation at tier three got me thinking about this TikTok I saw not that long ago about how men put you into one of three categories when you first meet them about how they're going to take your relationship with them further. So the categories are, of course, the friend zone, the just for sex, and then the commitment plus sex. And we're going to break these down and discuss what that really means and how it works with the male psyche. So when you first meet a guy, 
he might immediately associate with you with being put in the friend zone. Um, and it's safe to just assume that there is no attraction there because he still likes you enough to want to hang out with you. But in many cases, being friends often mimics being in a relationship with only the difference being like the lack of intimacy and romance. Of course, there is like cases of friends with benefits or just, you know, like glorified perpetual hookups and stuff like that. However, that then moves you into the second category, which is just for sex, because, you know, like being in the friend zone and being a friends with benefits, I consider those two very different things. So once you're moved into the just for sex category, it means like obviously the sexual attraction is there, but reasons unknown to you and probably also reasons unknown to the person you're hooking up with, there just isn't enough chemistry there for you to enter a committed relationship with them. I'd also like to point out being interested in sex is not gender specific. Like women also do do this. I'm just looking at this from a woman's standpoint, looking at dating specifically men, but obviously women can also be interested in guys just for sex too. So what I'm saying is if a guy is only interested in you for sex, he will probably only want to meet up with you or hang out with you if there is the certainty of it becoming physical. So don't expect there to be dates or meeting his friends and family, like definitely not meeting his family. Like he might take you out on a date here and there in the early stages, but that's kind of just a formality of getting comfortable with each other. And then after that, he will probably just text you and then not respond to you or it'll just dry up. You know, it's probably not going to last that long. Also, the only time you will see him is at nighttime or on his lunch break. And also it's totally okay to be like chill with this kind of setup. I'm not knocking it. We've all been there. It's totally fine. Once again, this is just one of the categories. And once again, you can put this back onto the, but what about friends with benefits? The movie with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis is deceiving. It's not always like that. You're not always going to fall in love. And then like, again, like there are subcategories, like the situationship. Again, I would associate that more with being the just for sex because it's like you have all the perks of a relationship, but without the commitment. You know what I mean? But then we're going to move on to our third category, which is the commitment plus sex. And so basically this category is when a guy sees you as relationship material, he will place you in this category. So there is the physical attraction, but it also goes beyond that. He'll want to spend time with you outside the bedroom, going on dates and actually spending quality time together and emphasis on that quality time. Being put in this category means he probably has like no issues being seen with you in public, introducing you to his friends, introducing you to his family. It's a good sign, you know, like being introduced to all these people. And there is no better indicator that he sees a future with you than meeting the most important people that raised him. You know what I mean? Even the way you communicate is going to be different. Like he's going to have no issues texting or calling you, calling that is a big sign that he is into you in this way. If a man picks up the phone and calls you and wants to hear your voice, that is a green flag that you are in this category. And I'd just say like the vibe is just totally different. There's transparency. There's like more of an openness in communication. And of course, like the sex is still important to guys looking for commitment. However, it's no longer the main driving motivator once you're in this box. And let's face it, 
we will never know how the opposite sex really thinks. Like, I wish I did. I feel like I would be an absolute guru if I did. I'm just making shit up half the time and hoping that people are like, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, let's be real, nobody knows. And you're always going to come back to, like, the lifelong question, does he like me? Ugh. This might help a little bit. If you can recognize any of these kind of indicators, then you can kind of pinpoint where you stand with them. You know what I mean? Like, does he like you enough to make it just a quick fling or does he want to see it long term? This can help you out with that. And then on top of that, I think like women just in general do tend to be a bit more multifaceted when they look at people. And also, here's another hot tip. I've realized you don't, like everyone has a type, you know? So when you see somebody and like this comes back to the whole love at first sight thing, you can see something and be like, oh my God, they're so hot, they're so my type. But I'm about to tell you something that's going to blow your fucking mind. You hook up with your type, but you don't date people who are your type. Sit on that one. I do also realize, I'm so sorry, I am discussing this in a very hetero way. And it can go either way in terms of relationships as well. Like no matter who it is you're attracted to, um, I do believe people will put you in any three of these boxes. I'm just talking about it in my experience as a heterosexual woman. That's why I'm discussing it as a let's dive into the man's psyche. You know what I mean? I need to stop saying you know what I mean, don't I? So anyway, I'm also looking at this and I'm thinking there are so many negative connotations being lumped with being put in the second category of just for sex. And you know what? I think it can also be a very powerful category as long as you're okay being in there and you know where you stand with the person who you're seeing. Because if you are looking for a relationship and you're, you've been put in the just for sex category, but you're genuinely into the person, maybe you need to think about like what energy you're giving off in return for like what they're giving you and reassess where you're at. Because obviously like I personally don't think it'll be a healthy situation for you to be in if you're both at two different mindsets. And unfortunately, like I do think it has zero... It doesn't have anything to do with like the effort you're putting into your time spent with them. It's a lot to do with like the energy you're both giving off. So I think you really have to read into that. Like if the person you're seeing doesn't want any type of commitment besides a physical one, then they probably like you can't try to make them jealous because they just won't care. Like you can try to show off that you're seeing other people. They will not care. So... It's almost like a don't even try, don't even bother because it's just going to be a waste of your time and energy and you're just going to be upset at the end of the day. Another trope that I've learned whilst going through this whole renaissance of entering the dating world is that there's this thing called the placeholder and that's where you might catch somebody's eye and they immediately notice you and want you for more than a fling. However, they are like they're committed to you but after a while they get bored with you and kind of take you for granted and that's just kind of a toxic relationship in fact it is just a toxic relationship and they won't have what it takes to break up with you so they just kind of put you in toxic situations until you break up with them and eventually you do of course but you two still sleep with each other until one of you finally moves on and you've ignored all the red flags because you were focused on the potential that was there and thought you could change the other person. You cannot. You cannot change the other person. Like, they liked you, but not enough to commit to change and be in a healthy long-term relationship. 
And you see this happen literally all the time. And that's what it is to be the placeholder until they find the next person who they will probably end up having the long-term relationship with. And as much as this, and also this is such a canon event because I know almost every single person has been in this relationship before. And you kind of just have to own the fact that their next relationship is probably going to be long-lasting and committed because you were the one who had to teach the other person all the life lessons along the way and vice versa. So we've all been there. If you're currently there, I hope you're okay. It's really shit when you're in that one. And I'm just going to say it now. If somebody ever says that you're their dream person, I'm just going to tell you now, you're probably out of their league you probably are. And you've probably got a really good high self-esteem, which is fantastic for you and keep it up. And also by that point, if you are out of their league, then they, the other person is going to have to grow with you to become the desired person for you. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that as long as you two learn to grow together. And that is is how relationships work. And if each other's lifestyles suddenly work really well together, that's how you know you're building a really healthy relationship. To finish off that segment, I'm going to leave you with some dating mantras brought to you by Hilary Henderson on TikTok. Number one, everyone is a fuckboy until proven innocent. Obviously, I know not everyone is a fuckboy. However, I also am currently in this mindset because I'm that Delulu girly who will romanticize everyone she meets and then I will look like a fucking idiot. So currently for me, everyone is a fuckboy until they prove me wrong. And you know what? I'm just turning life into a real life episode of Fuckboy Island and I don't care what anyone says that show was great. Mantra number two is brought to you by our queen Cher. Men are dessert. They are not the full meal. You will have, they're like a nice little addition to your life, but you will still be happy without it. Number three, I assume everyone has a crush on me until I'm proven wrong. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that statement because I'm going to be my most glorious, authentic self, my most confident self, and everyone's going to love me unless they don't. And that's totally fine. You don't have to be in love with me, but I'm just going to assume that you are because I'm loving the best version of myself. Also, once you start believing this, you'll also probably stop people pleasing as much because you're actually just honoring yourself. Also, highly recommend using this when going for like a job interview or wanting to be in a position where you're just feeling really confident. Number four, unless you're in a relationship with a person, it's just a crush. Don't treat it as anything more than that. Like crushes are fun, but they don't mean anything more than you just find the person attractive and you've had a few good interactions with them. Don't give them all the benefits of the relationship unless there's going to be a relationship coming out of it. Again, that comes back to our three categories. Only put in the energy if you see it actually producing something really great. I think we're up to number five. Treat yourself with the same love and respect that you would to a friend or even better, your daughter. Or your younger version of yourself. Look at an, an old photo of yourself, like when you were a little, a little baby, and think, give yourself that love that you would that version of you. Or think about your friend or your younger version of yourself or your daughter, whatever it is you're imagining, and think, would I want my such and such, and such my younger version of myself, dating the person I'm dating? Would I want her to be treated the way she's being treated? And if the answer is no, then that is the answer of what you deserve 
and the standards that you should be maintaining for your current self. Because at the end of the day, it's your job to stand up for yourself and defend yourself just as you would the younger version of yourself or your daughter or your friend. And the last one is I'm a cool girl. And everyone is a certain level of uncool. It's just that the cool girls embrace the uncool and just think that they're cool. And I used to really hate being called a cool girl. I once had a guy call me a cool girl and say that the song Cool Girl by Tovlo reminded them of me. And I was like, oh my God, babe, thank you. And then I thought about it a bit more and I was like, hang on a sec, what does that really mean? And then I also associated it with the movie Gone Girl and the whole monologue about being the cool girl. And I was like, I don't want to be the cool girl. You know what? I do fucking want to be the cool girl, just not by the male gazes version of the cool girl. I want to be the cool girl in that I am so unapologetically myself and do whatever the fuck I want and stand up for myself and treat myself with the respect and have the standards that I hold and upkeep that it makes me really cool. You know, just authentically be you and you are cool. Even if you're uncool, embrace the uncool. I know I'm very uncool. Have you seen my TikTok account? I am so cringe, but I'm embracing it. And that's another realization I've had. In order to be successful, you have to go through a cringe phase. And I'm just embracing the fact that I'm currently in my cringe phase. So much so that I'm not cool at all. But in my mind, I'm really great. Another realization I've had, if people change the way they treat you once you change your appearance, that person does not love you. That includes if you become a little bit thick, if you lose some weight, if you cut bangs really badly yourself, we've all been there. Or if you change the way you do your makeup or anything or the way you dress. If your outer appearance makes them change their behavior towards you, that person does not love you. And it's a tough pill to swallow, but that person does not love you if suddenly they don't like a certain aspect about the way you look. Okay, moving on. Is anyone else obsessed with girl math right now? I kind of hate the fact that we're doing like girl math, girl dinner, all of those things because I'm kind of like, part of me is like, we're embracing girlhood. And then another part of me is also kind of like, are we dumbing down the way women do certain things? So I'm in two minds about it. However, girl math... I saw and I was like, I relate to this purely because I'm bad at math in general. So maybe we could just call it like, I don't know, street math because it's not book math. It's just how I think about how the world works, but it isn't how the world works at all. For example, I was thinking about two things that I do that is quote unquote girl math, such as booking plane tickets, concert tickets, event tickets, so many months in advance that I no longer even included in my budget because to me that expense no longer even exists. Like, oh, I've bought a plane ticket to go overseas. Cool. But it's in January next year. By the time January next year rolls around, I've already got the amount of money back in the bank that that plane ticket would have cost me in the first place. So it cancels out itself. The plane ticket didn't cost me any money. It's like I'm going on a free holiday. And then I literally did girl math today because I put down a deposit to get, I'm getting a couple of tattoos on the weekend. Yay. But so I put down a $100 deposit and then the person said that the $100 is taken out of the total amount that I'll pay on the day of getting the tattoos. So say I'm getting three tattoos, which I actually am getting for $180 bargain, but because I've already put down the $100, Technically, I'm only paying $80 for three tattoos. I know that's not actually how it works, but my mind is like, wow, I'm only paying $80 on the day to get three tattoos. Girl math. 
And then in terms of girl dinner, girl dinner is one I really struggle with, obviously, because like mentally I've had issues in the past with the way I think about food in my body, which I have discussed on the podcast. And I do discuss quite freely. So seeing this for the first time, I was like, ah, that is not healthy. And then I was like, we all do this. We literally all do this. My favorite ones are the girls putting urol in their water and being like, girl dinner. And I'm like, can't relate, but like, can relate. You know what I mean? My girl dinner is popcorn. You see me snacking on popcorn all the time. I am a hamster scooping that popcorn into my mouth. I love popcorn. I, every time I go to Costco, I get the 16 pack of triple butter popcorn, which no longer makes it healthy. My excuse for eating this much popcorn is that popcorn is healthy. It comes from corn. When it's the triple butter one, I know it's not healthy. I don't care. It is my choice of girl dinner. I also thought I'd throw in a few of the things I have no business knowing because honestly, there's quite a bit. Like I like to be a very informed person, but there are a few things in life where I'm like, I enjoy having absolute ignorance towards this. I do not want to know. For example, the Soccer World Cup is happening, FIFA, Women's World Cup, Living, Loving, Laughing, Go Matildas, yay team. But what does offside mean in soccer? I have no idea. Do I plan on knowing? Absolutely not. Did I play soccer in high school? Yes, I did. Did I understand what offside meant in soccer when I played it? Absolutely not. How much aluminium is in my deodorant? Again, like everything can kill you these days and I've lived this long without fail. I'm... I don't want to look into these things because I know I will eventually become paranoid about it. How does beef jerky have such a long expiration date? Like, I know it's a dried meat, but at the end of the day, it's still meat. And that confuses me a lot. Like, why is it lasting so long? How is it if a zombie apocalypse was suddenly to happen that I could live off beef jerky and tinned food and be totally okay? Again, tinned food. Also, what is in spam? I've never had spam in my life. What is it? What What is spam? How does pain relief tablets work? Like, technically, I do know. But I'm also like, how does that work? How am I suddenly not in pain after popping a few Panadol? Where did the headache go? What happened there? What is the cheese powder of Easy Mac made from? I'm not really an Easy Mac girl. I'm not really a macaroni cheese girl. It's not my choice of girl dinner, as I've already told you. If I were to have like one of those instant things, I am to lean more towards two minute noodles. But what is the cheese powder made from? And why is it so addictive? Um, what animals are in the deepest part of the ocean? What would I find if I swam all the way down there? Nobody really knows. I don't want to know. I'm a bit scared of it. And I'm also kind of like, if there are aliens, I think they're living in the bottom of the ocean. Maybe they're not in the sky and maybe that's something they made up to tell us. What if mermaids are aliens? I'm now going on a tangent. Um, what's in chicken nuggets and meat pies? A lot of these are food related and I think it is just my health anxiety and that's totally fine. Where do eels come from? Eels confuse me a lot and it's something I think about a lot. Every time I go to the aquarium, I see an eel. I'm freaked out a bit. Where do they come from? Why are they here? Maybe they're what's in the deepest part of the ocean. Maybe they're the aliens. And on that note, we're finishing up the episode because I could go on because my mind just goes to really strange places sometimes. But
But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope we shared some interesting thoughts. If you listen to the episode and you disagree with my thoughts on love at first sight and stuff like that and the categories, I would love to hear more about your thoughts. So feel free to message us on Instagram at hotmess underscore podcast. You can also find us on TikTok at hotmess underscore podcast. Um, that's all really. You can find me on Instagram at Tilly Rose J and at TikTok. I think I'm Tilly R Johnson, but I'm going to say the hot mess account is way more funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, love you guys. And we'll see you next week when I am going to be on a date. Yay. Love you. See you then.